Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. What's up, everybody? Matthew Bivens here, and welcome to the podcast. I'm psyched that you're hanging out with me today. I really am. And I'm grateful that you would carve out some time to just come and hang out and listen and partake in these conversations about how we can create a more abundant, loving life. And today is going to be a cool one because I am talking about family again. So in the last episode, which was called Why Being Family-Centered Leads to Pain, in that episode, I explored what it means to be family-centered. I explored what it means to have your sense of security, your guidance, your wisdom, and your power come from your family. You know, come from whether or not your family approve of you, whether or not your family likes you in the moment, whether or not they agree with your decisions. And I talked about that because I had been family-centered for a long time. And my tendency to attach my emotions to my family and their approval, what it meant was that I went on that emotional roller coaster so many freaking times. And I know that you have experienced being family-centered at times as well. So I explored that in the last episode, and I also talk about what, for me, family means today. And I bring that up because today's conversation is once again about family. So if you haven't listened to the last one, go check it out. It's really awesome. Again, it's called Why Being Family-Centered Leads to Pain. And today, this is more of an off-the-cuff, off-the-cuff episode because I just returned from a trip down to Florida to go visit my grandmother. My grandmother, Naomi, turned 95 on Monday, 95 years young, and her health has been in decline for the last several years, but it really has sped up in the last few months um, after she had surgery. She had, uh, it was detected that she had breast cancer, um, stage three breast cancer, and so They had surgery to remove a mass, and ever since then, she's really just kind of been on the decline. So I went out there with Sarah and Maya, and we went to go visit my grandmother and spend some time with her and interact with the rest of my family. Uh, A few of my other family members flew out there as well. And while I was there, man, because you know how family can trigger you. You know how family can, can really stir up those feelings of frustration or anger judgment, resentment, 
discomfort, all of those feelings. You know, family is fantastic at doing that. And so there were a couple of um, instances, two of them actually, that really brought up these, these interesting feelings in me that I want to talk about today. Because family can be an amazing mirror for us. They can show us where we have areas of opportunity, areas for growth, areas for healing. And through how our family shows up, through how they choose to live their lives, through the decisions they make, through the comments that they make, they give us a chance to reveal what is still going on within us. And because I know that you are on your personal healing, growth, and transformation journey, I know that you want to be more aware of those things. And so family gives us an amazing opportunity to have awareness around our emotions and to have awareness around our blockages. And so that's what we're going to explore today. So like I said, I had two occasions that happened this past weekend. So I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory. I'm going to share what happened I'm going to share how I processed them in the moment and now, you know, several days removed and after having conversations with some powerful people who've given me context, how I view those situations today. And all of this is because I want to show you that, you know, the way that you show up in the moment, it's not always the end-all be-all. And really the magic in, in those interactions with family that stir that stuff up The magic is in the awareness, because once you have the awareness, you can do something about it. So that's really what I'm getting into today. So let's dive in, and first I'll start with a little bit of backstory. So my grandmother lives down in Florida. She's 95 years old, and for the past however many years, maybe 10 years, um, she's had someone living with her to help her get around and do her day-to-day stuff. She's needed that increasingly in the past number of months due to her, her... uh, dis-ease and her, you know, her ailments. And so my aunt and uncle have been living with her. Now I have two aunts and uh, that's, those are all of the, the siblings that my father had. So my grandmother had three kids, my father and my two aunts, and both of those aunts went and got married. So when I'm referencing aunts and uncles, you know, the aunts are the ones who are blood and the uncles are married into the family. So I traveled down there with Maya and Sarah, and my aunt from Atlanta and her husband, they flew in as well. My dad and his girlfriend from California, they flew in as well. And so all of us were in the house, and all of us were engaged, and you know, we were really there to celebrate my grandmother's 95th birthday. And just real quick magic that came from that, for this 95th birthday, one of my aunts wanted my grandmother to receive 95 birthday cards. So she put the call out to friends, to family, to the community. And when I arrived, there was already dozens and dozens of cards that had been uh, kind of stacked around the house and taped to the walls. By the time I left, my grandmother had received 132 cards. That, that sort of outpouring of love was totally beautiful and amazing. Not only did she receive 132 cards wishing her a happy birthday, she received a letter from the mayor, the mayor of, of where she lives, uh, wrote a letter, and she, she received that, and they put it in a frame, and she received a proclamation from the county, recognizing her years of work in the community. Uh, my, my grandmother was a school teacher for 40 years and married to a principal, and 
did all sorts of, of stuff. Um, so the proclamation acknowledged that, recognized her birthday, and yeah, really incredible. So that was some magic. So that's why we all went down there and we gathered. And now I mentioned my dad brought his girlfriend. So if you've been paying attention to this podcast for any period of time, then you've heard of all the family stuff that I've shared and the breakdowns and the breakthroughs that I've had. And so my dad and the women that he's chosen to to date um, has been an area of, let's just say, contention with some other members of my family. So the fact that he was bringing his girlfriend, um, that was pretty big. So here is the first situation that triggered me. So we're all hanging out at my grandmother's house, and you know, it's myself, Sarah, and Maya. It's my my dad and his girlfriend. It's my two aunts and their husband husbands, and we're just sort of mingling around. And my dad um, calls everybody into the room. He said, "Hey, can everybody come in here?" And so once everybody is gathered, um, when he said it, actually, I, I didn't really know what he was going to share. Which is funny, hindsight, I, I feel like, boy, I should have known, but I had no idea what he was going to say. So he gathers everyone in the room, and um, his girlfriend's name is Mylon, and he says, Mylon and I are planning on getting married. And right when he said that, I had a keen awareness of how much I was worried about the rest of the room's reactions. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I was acutely aware that and the moment he said those words, we are planning on getting married, I was scanning the room, looking at my aunts, looking at my uncles, looking at my grandmother, because I was waiting for their reaction. I was anticipating some sort of negative reaction coming from them. Maybe not in their words, but in their looks, in their, you know, in their size or whatever. And I had totally missed the magic of what was being shared. So about three seconds go by and no one said anything. And Sarah chimes in. Sarah is such a badass. She chimes in and says, congratulations. That's exactly what you say in those instances. You say, congratulations. And that's what Sarah said. And when she said that, it completely snapped me out of this mental space that I was in. And I remembered, wow, okay, yes, this is a great thing. You know, he's sharing with us that that he and my lawn have found love and they want to you know, they really want to, to, to symbolize that and coming together and being married. And that's a beautiful thing. So Sarah says, congratulations. The rest of the room says, congratulations. And there's a round of applause and it snaps me out of it. And I go up and I give my congrats. And, you know, everybody kind of proceeds with the chit chat and the excited talk. But boy, 
I was so aware. I was so caught up in my feelings when my dad shared that news. And I didn't know that that trigger was in me. You know, I, I, I recognize that I, I have a tendency to care a lot of what other people think. And that's something that I personally have been working on um, because that can impact my behavior. You know, whether or not someone's going to approve, whether or not someone's going to like whatever it is that I'm planning on doing can and has influenced my behavior. Um, it's influenced my thoughts, my actions, all of that stuff. So I knew that was in there in me and I knew it was something that I was working on, but I really had no idea how strong it was until my dad said those words and I felt that trigger within me and I was just frozen. You know, I, I, it totally didn't even occur to me to say anything, to say anything after my dad shared. It was just like, what is, what is my aunt going to say? What's my uncle going to say? What's grandma's face doing? Oh my gosh, what are they, what are their eyes doing? You know, so, so caught up and that fascinated me. And, you know, when, when Sarah and I left the house a few hours later, I shared with her, I was like, babe, I really just got stuck. I was like deer in the headlights. And I didn't like that feeling. I didn't like that feeling of being so concerned about other people's judgments. I didn't like that feeling of the reaction, you know, coming immediately from my head, from that mental space, from my ego as opposed to coming from my heart. I didn't like that. So I shared that with Sarah and I acknowledged her for how great she was and just immediately saying congratulations and how that really helped to snap me out of it. But I became aware in that moment of what's, what remains within me, what is there within me. And it's that judgment. It's that judgment of myself that can manifest in me caring about what other people think. And it was, you know, I'm very grateful now looking back that I had that experience because I didn't realize that was in there. I didn't realize that was in there. So I'm very, very grateful for that. And it's something that I'm continuing to chew on because it's still pretty fresh. I mean, it's Thursday as I'm recording this and what I'm sharing happened Monday evening. So it's been less than three days and um, I'm, I'm still working on understanding what that was about, uncovering some of the the underlying emotions and maybe stories or beliefs that I have that created that sort of response. And so right now, there's judgment. You know, there's definitely some judgment. Um, judgment around my own choices and how I'm choosing to live my life. And still worrying about how other people are perceiving that. And, you know, there's, it's one thing to live your life and do things your way and completely be unattached to how other people think and feel. And another thing to do your thing and live life your own way, but still in the back of your mind, be wondering and be caught up and concerned with how other people are thinking and feeling. And I, what I realize is that the latter is more of how I'm, how I'm being. And so it was really beautiful for that to come up for me. And, and it, like I said, I'm going to continue to chew on it. And so that was the first thing that happened. And so um, my dad and, and his um, now fiance left town that night. They had to get back. And so they're, they're gone. And the following day, we're all back at the house and we're just spending some family time. And one of my uncles, he, uh, he, he's an amateur photographer. He's got his cameras and he loves taking photos. 
And so he had a slideshow playing on his on the on the TV of just all these old photos, and we were just kind of chit chatting, you know, you know how families do. We just kind of hang out and talk about this or that, and you know, we're eating food and we're just chilling, you know, we're just chilling. And so the photos are going across the screen, and we're all paying attention to them and commenting on the different photos that pop up and say, "Oh wow, look at so and so," and boy, hasn't hasn't this person, uh, you know, gotten taller since the last time we saw them, and yada yada. And so a picture comes up of Thanksgiving, and a woman pops up on the screen, and everyone's like, "Who is that woman?" You know, because she clearly wasn't part of of our, our like a blood relative. Who is this woman? And my aunt says, "Oh, that was that was you know Kurt's girlfriend. That's the woman that he brought to Thanksgiving." And immediately, silence. Silence. And in that silence, so much was said. Because my father's relationships, the women that he chooses to be with, the number of women he chooses to be with, the number of current and former girlfriends he has, has been a huge, huge topic of conversation within my family for a long time, for years. And so as soon as it was, it was acknowledged that that was one of the women, and oh, he brought that woman to Thanksgiving unannounced. And then it was, it was like, oh yeah, and everybody felt uncomfortable during Thanksgiving. And oh my goodness, and you know, his, his daughters were, were really you know, not feeling it. And then the kicker was, she used to be my babysitter. When I was about 10 or 11, she for a period of time, I don't know how long, maybe a year, she babysat myself and my sisters. And so uh, maybe it's worth saying the women that my dad has dated recently have been younger. They've been in their 30s or 40s, younger than him. That's what I mean, younger than him. My dad's in, in his 60s. So when her picture came up, it was like, oh boy, that's, that's you know, Kurt's ex-girlfriend. Oh my goodness. And again, the silence followed and then the photo changed and it was a different picture. And it was just sort of like, okay, we don't have to talk about this. And then, boop, another photo came up and she was in it again. And the conversation started up one more time. And so I was very aware in that moment of what was happening in the room. And I, I felt uncomfortable, you know. I, I don't love being in environments where it's clear that people have something they want to say about a person who isn't present. You know, I'm all about, listen, if you have something to say, say it to them, you know, say it to them. If there's a problem, if you have a question, if there's a comment, if it's not coming from a place of love, then say it to them. Because a lot of times we won't, right? If we're, if we're, if we're saying something out of judgment, out of contempt, out of anger, out of jealousy, you know, and we'll say it in, the, in our privacy, but when that person is around, we're not going to say it. So that's all, that was my whole thing, right? And so I'm aware of this. That wasn't even the situation that triggered me. What triggered me was another one of those pictures came up and the conversation about the woman started up again. And one of my uncles started in with the jokes. He started in with the jokes and he was talking about how she used to be my babysitter and you know, he said something like, wow, your father just dusted her off and brought her to Thanksgiving, didn't he? And he was laughing and cracking jokes and he went on for maybe 10 to 20 seconds of just digging in and just, you know, just giving it to my dad. And that is when the trigger 
like that's when I felt it within me. And simultaneously, I felt like I needed to defend my father. I felt angry. I felt hurt. I felt intimidated. I felt uncomfortable, right? So I felt angry because, you know, this is family. And when, when people are talking smack about family, like, I get that, like, I still have those attachments, you know? Even though in the last episode, I talk about what it means to be family-centered, and I talk about how family to me these days doesn't necessarily mean blood. It's a lot broader than that. I still have some of those attachments. So when I hear people talking that way, it brings that stuff up within me. I started to feel intimidation because this was my uncle, right? Like, he's older than me. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's a very smart man. My uncle is very, very intelligent, Um, and I felt intimidated that if I were to say something, he would have, you know, a quick remark, a witty remark, something smart to say something, you know, he would have something to kind of chop me down. So I felt intimidated to say anything. And the whole encounter just made me feel incredibly uncomfortable. Like, just stop talking. Just, just stop talking about it. Just let's move on to another topic. And so I'm feeling all this mix of emotions for, again, like I said, 10 to 20 seconds. And then my aunt jumps in. And she says, hey, now, that's my brother. Don't you be talking about my brother that way. If you continue, we're going to have a problem. And it got squashed. And it sort of dissipated. And once again, I was like, wow. So a few things went through my mind. I was like, dang, the women in my family are just awesome, right? Like, they stand up. They know how to respond. They know how to react. Like, they got it. Because the day before, Sarah stood up. And she showed up powerfully, and now, wow, my aunt is standing up and, and, and showing up powerfully. That was going through my mind, along with, Matthew, how are you showing up, man? Like, you're getting real caught up in your emotions around these things. You're getting real caught up in your ego, caught up in your perceptions of what other people are going to say or think if you speak up, if you speak your truth, if you are loving And so the second interaction, you know, with my uncle's comments, I've been chewing on that one as well. And it it really, you know, again, I'm so grateful that both of those things happened. Because now I'm I'm I have this information. You know, now I'm like, wow, okay. When this these sorts of comments are made about my family, you know, the 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 blood family, this is the stuff that comes up with me. So let's explore that. Why did I feel embarrassed? Why did I feel embarrassed for my dad? Where does the embarrassment come from? Okay, let's just remove my dad from that sentence. Why do I feel embarrassed, period? Or why do I feel embarrassed about myself? Let's flip it back and look on me because like I said earlier, family can just be this beautiful, clear mirror for ourselves. And the things that are triggered, that fam- the buttons that family push those are my buttons, right? Those are my buttons that they are pushing. If I didn't have a button called embarrassment, they couldn't push it. If I didn't have a button called intimidation, my uncle couldn't push it. So literally, it's like I'm standing here right now, like pressing on my chest. It's almost as if through those two interactions, I can lift my shirt up and I can see, wow, there's a red button here called judgment. There's a blue button over here called, you know, discomfort. There's a button down here called whatever it is. And it's just, it was revealed. It's like, dang, now I have these buttons. Okay, let's go and explore them because I 
understand that those buttons can be gone. They can be removed. They can be healed. They don't have to exist. I understand that for you, for the triggers that you have, the things that family do that just drive you crazy, they don't have to. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You do not have to be triggered by your family, whether it's blood family, adopted family, those close friends that you called family, people who've married into your quote-unquote family. You do not have to be triggered by them. You do not have to be triggered by their behavior, by their antics, by their comments, by anything, whether they've been around your whole life or not. If you've never known your, your, your blood parents, if your mother wasn't in the picture, your father wasn't in the picture, and whenever you think about them, feelings come up. It doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. And so when I think back to this past weekend and I look at those two scenarios, those two circumstances, I just think, wow, thank you. Thank you for showing up the way that you did, Dad. Thank you for coming into this space and being you, because that's one of the things my dad has always done. He's always just done him, regardless of how other people think or how, what other people are going to feel. So I say thank you, dad, for doing you, for sharing, and for revealing my buttons, revealing my triggers. And I say thank you, uncle, for you reacting on whatever was going on within you because if he didn't react, because that's what it was, the picture came up, he learned who it was, he reacted. If he didn't react, he wouldn't have revealed my buttons. He wouldn't have revealed my triggers. I'm very, very grateful. I'm very grateful to both of them. And that's one awesome way that we can view our family, that we can view interactions with our family, that they are showing up to teach us something, they are showing up to reveal something to us. And a lot of the times, 99% of the time, for me, before I had that, that paradigm, before I viewed things through that lens, I missed it. I missed all of it. And I simply got caught up in the emotion. I said, well, so-and-so's a jerk. I said, well, this person is totally inconsiderate. Right? I was just projecting my emotions, the emotions that I was truly wanting to feel and express towards myself, but I didn't know how. I didn't even know that was there. I was taking those emotions, that embarrassment, that judgment, right? Those feelings of being uncomfortable, 
those feelings of being intimidated, all of that, and I was projecting them outward. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what you're doing. So everything that I'm sharing today is so that you can just take a moment to think about the last time you were triggered by family. The last time you were triggered by family because there's things for you to learn and grow from if you choose to because you don't have to, right? Like even though now I can look down at my chest and see all those buttons, I don't have to do anything with them. I can let them stay there. I can let them stay there. And so the next time I get into an an interaction with my family, they're there to potentially be pressed. And that's fine. I'm not saying you need to do anything. But because I know that you are on your path to become a greater version of yourself, to experience more abundance and more love in your life, I am saying that it would behoove you (laughs) to not only form awareness around your triggers, but to then explore them and to examine them and to push them, push them yourself, see what comes up. It would behoove you to do those things because as you learn that your triggers are not you, right? They are not you. They're simply things you're holding on to and you can let go of those things well, now you can have a different experience. Now you can experience your family in a different way. Now you can experience yourself around your family in a different way. Boy, imagine if all those times that, you know, you think about being around family, it brings up anxiety. It brings up the feelings of like, I don't want to do that. Imagine if those could just dissolve. They can. And I know because I've done that. I have put in the work to explore my triggers and to work on letting them go, particularly around my sister, because any sort of thought of being around my sister brought up all sorts of resistance in me. But I recognized that that's not how I wanted to experience her. That's not how I wanted to experience our relationship. That's not how I wanted to experience myself when I'm around her. So I worked on them, and I'm still working on that stuff. And so for you, here's an opportunity for you to do the same thing. I love it. I love it because this is just life right? We go through life and things happen and we can be a victim to it. We can be at the whim of it or we can do something about it. We can recognize that we have choice. We are co-creators in this whole thing, right? I created the situation just as much as my dad did, just as much as my uncle did. I created that situation by the choices that I made. And so by owning that and recognizing that, then wait a minute, I created this scenario for these feelings to come up. Oh, okay. So then I created this in me. So now, wow, it really does make sense as to why I would want to have awareness around them because it's just me showing myself where I can do a little bit of self-work. And that's awesome. And I'm up for that. I am up for that challenge because I love self-work. Because every time I keep digging and I go deeper, I come out more powerful. I come out a different version of myself. A more loving version of myself. A more abundant version of myself. And that is what I'm playing for. And that is what I know you are playing for as well. So, share with me your thoughts. I want to hear... Tell me about the last time your family triggered you. Let's explore it together. 
you know? And if, if this sort of stuff is challenging for you, if you really don't even know where to begin, reach out. Let's have a conversation about it. Because family is so great, so great at triggering us. And, you know, our relationships with our family members and our relationship to ourselves when we are around or think about them can be so much more peaceful. It doesn't have to be contentious. It doesn't have to be uncomfortable. And so let's explore this stuff together. Reach out to me, mattcbivens at gmail.com. I'd love to hear about your experiences. I'd love to hear maybe after you've listened to this episode, you've sat on it for a little while, and then you've gone into an experience with a family member and you felt those triggers come up. I would love to hear how you flowed. Maybe you handled it well. Maybe you didn't handle it well. That's all great. I'd love to hear about your new sense of awareness your awareness around how you're showing up in the face of your family. So reach out to me. I appreciate you all showing up. I appreciate you listening. And, you know, one of the things that with this show, what we are really doing, because I was thinking about this, how do we measure abundant loving lives, right? Because we talk about success with a big S and success with a small S. It's easy to measure success with a small S. You measure that by your bank account. You measure that by your retirement account. You measure that by, you know, the, the, your lifestyle, right? Success with the small s is all the stuff. It's all the stuff we accumulate. It's our wealth. It's, it's our 401k. It's our retirement homes. It's the titles in front of our name. That's how we measure all that stuff. But how do you measure success with a big S? The success that matters. Who you are becoming, the person you are becoming and the way that you're experiencing life, how do you measure that? I thought about that. And the way that we do that is through magic, by documenting magical moments in our lives. So remember, I shared the magic earlier of experiencing so many people pouring love into my grandmother that showed up as 132 cards and two I mean, a letter from the mayor and a proclamation from the county. That is magic, right? An instance when you inspire and influence yourself, another person, or life to create something powerful. So the way that we can measure whether or not we're having an abundant, loving life or measure the degree to which we are experiencing life as abundant and loving is how many magical moments are we having? How many magical moments are we acknowledging? And so I am logging my magical moments in the Your Day Balance Game app. If you're on Android, you can download the app right now from the Google Play Store. If you are on iPhone, you can actually access the app through the website, theydbg.com. And this app is what I've been using for the past five going on six years to really maintain a powerful lifestyle, a healthy lifestyle, an effective lifestyle, a balanced lifestyle. And so I use the app to create powerful habits, to maintain powerful habits, and I use the app to document and log my magic. And so if you're on there right now, you can follow me and you can see my magical moments. And what I'm doing is I'm making a point to log them every single day because I want to document, I want there to be proof that I'm experiencing a more abundant, loving life today than I was yesterday, than I was last year. Because so much of this stuff, you could be like, okay, great, abundance and love, awesome, but you just talk. 
It's just talk because there's no way to measure it. Well, now there is an actual way to measure it, and there's a way for uh, all of us to document it. So the app is free for you to get on. It's paid if you want to play. Play means to create a balance chart, to create a chart of all of your habits, and to log those points and to log your magic. But it's totally free if you just want to go on there and watch people, watch people like myself. You can see all of the habits that I do throughout a week to maintain my sense of personal power, to maintain my health. And the habits aren't just things like exercising and stretching and drinking water. I have lovemaking habits in there. I have meditating habits in there. I have juicing habits in there. I have going on dates with loved ones habits in there. I have affirmation habits. Everything is covered. So that's where I'm going to be documenting my magic. That's where I'm going to be posting and sharing everything. And if you want to connect with me, if you want to get into my crew, it's going to be done on the app. It's not necessarily going to be done in a Facebook group or on an email list or anything like that. It's going to be done on the app. So if you want to have more access to me, go and download the app and start following me. And there actually is a group in here. There's a group in the Balance app for the Having It All community. I'm pulling it up right now. In the app, groups are called Teams. And so there's a team in there called Having It All Stars. And so anybody can come and join my team. Actually, you have to be playing at a certain level. So if you have a question about that, just message me. But let's get in there and you can follow me. You can follow my habits. You can follow my magic. And this is really a tool for creating and experiencing a more abundant, loving life. And I know that that's something that you are interested in because I know that's something that you're up to. So come watch me and let's just go and experience love, experience abundance, and let's just have fun. All right, my name is Matthew Bivens, and here is to you having it all. Quick note about the Having It All podcast. I am not a doctor nor a licensed therapist. I'm a guy with a story and a passion for conscious conversation. My thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are my own. So please consult with your doctor or healthcare provider regarding any questions or issues you have related to your personal, physical, or mental health. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.